Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Ambry podcast. Today we're sitting down with Adele Wang. She's a mentor, speaker, author, certified energy healer, and she specializes in helping professionals who struggle with anxiety, disconnection, stress from confusion on their purpose. She's an expert at guiding people out of the internal suffering that comes from living lives of quiet, desperation, dissatisfaction, and social alienation into lives with more fulfilling and satisfying relationships. Good morning, Adele. How are you? Good morning. So happy to be here, Jacqueline. Oh, it is so great. So tell me, because I have seemed to have forgotten, where are you located? I'm in Atlanta. So you are here um, in the U.S. and you're on the East Coast. So yes. how have you been doing? Well, as good as can be expected, you know, I think everybody's just breathing deep and taking in one day at a time. Mm. Yeah. Can you tell people a little bit about what it is that you do? Yes. Well, um, I typically work with professionals that on the outside, things look okay. But on the inside, they feel really, um, it's a feeling of flatness. There's a, it's a feeling of nothing really juicy is happening. Nothing is horrible, but they don't really feel like there's much movement towards what they were really here to do. And sometimes there's a sense of I'm supposed to be doing something more meaningful, but I don't know what it is. And even if I knew what it was, oh my gosh, could I make money doing that? Um, it looks good on the outside. Is this all there is? I've done everything the right way. And so typically um, we're very curious about finding purpose. Um, and that's usually a sense of excitement, exhilaration. There's often a little bit of uh, nervousness because it's something you don't know very well yet and it won't leave you alone. So it's the good kind of excitement, not like the stressed out kind. And I always say, if your life is flat, what you don't need to do is meditate that away. Like sometimes people feel like when they're, they're feeling flat, the anxiety of flatness, that is not typically going to get better by just trying to quiet even more because what we really want is more color, more juice. And so I think right now people feel like, well, if I'm not feeling great, I should quiet my mind even more. But from my energy medicine background, working with hundreds of people. I'm like, what if it's about injecting more juice? You know, we need more contact with the right kinds of people, more creativity, then the whole engine starts. So uh, most of my folks, professional, moving into something more soulful. Sometimes it's um, coaching, for example. Sometimes it's, I don't really like the way I'm functioning in corporate America. Um, and I would say about 70% of my clients are women. So uh, they have lost touch with their natural feminine essence. That's a huge part of this. That's why they feel so flat because our culture doesn't really understand that part of people, if you know what I mean. And at least that was my experience. I mean, I can only speak for what happened with me and my personal experience. And, you know, I'd love to hear how it was for you and your audience. But this thing called the feminine essence is very misunderstood in our masculinish culture people think it's hair and makeup and you know being soft and really it's not but uh when you tap into that people come alive 
just like, oh my God, they come alive. And, and then it's a, a lovely problem to have. So I'm so happy to spend some time with you sh discussing this juicy thing. Um, if, you know, even just a few folks out there can feel into what's possible for them uh, without having to read more self-help books or do more affirmations or all this positivity stuff. I tell everyone, stop, there's too much work. And you know, is, is it working? I mean, are you feeling happier? And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really taking a stand that there's another way to do this. So that's a long convoluted answer to what I do. Yeah. I, I love that long answer. How yeah. did you find your way into this? What is oh, your God. story? Well, I am very much like my clients. I came from a very mental family. So a lot of physicians, professors, uh, Ivy League, you know, the whole thing about being smart was seen as the answer to all things in life, mm -hmm. including happiness. So if you had a problem, you were supposed to go fix yourself. You're supposed to study yourself. You're supposed to, you know, read up. And it was like an intellectual exercise of constant self-improvement. I, I don't know if your audience can feel into that, but I think that's what's happened in a lot of leadership training and personal development right now. Everything is about constant improving. It's almost as if, okay, we got a problem. Let's buckle down and fix it. And the problem with that is it assumes, number one, that there's something broken that needs to be improved and nobody likes that. And number two, it sets you up for a constant cycle of self-improvement because you're never done. Well, if you're never done, you're never fully here. You're working towards there. And so whatever's here is always seen as less than like, wait till I lose the next 10 pounds. Wait till I meet the right man. Like I'm working on my self-confidence. I'm working on this. And there, there is a way to be with those things in present time that doesn't have you constantly feeling like you've got, you got to fix yourself. So that was my life. I had no concept of who I was, just constant self-improvement. Um, I remember when I was younger, I would see things around people like lights, um, specifically lights around plants, um, blue light around the dog. And I honestly thought everyone did that. Like I thought, well, this is normal. And I learned very quick from my mom that was not like, we, we don't discuss those things. And so I wasn't aware that I had this sensitivity so if you grow up in a family that values thinking above all else, anything that's not logical gets sort of, you know, stop that. And so I did. And maybe your listeners can tune into this, that the sorrow of packing away this, this intangible softness, this intuitiveness, and becoming this brain, you know, this, with this brain walking around. It's no fun, is it? It's just no fun at all. And so basically to sum it up, I fell into a very deep depression um, from the time I was about 19 to 28. That's a long time to be depressed. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and I knew that people wanted to put me on meds. I tried a little bit of therapy. Can't really say it. It didn't quite work for me. And the, the catalyst that made everything come to a screeching halt was, I'm sure you can relate. Many women had, I had a, a horrible breakup with this man I was madly in love with 
who basically could hardly give me the time of day. But that's a story for another time. I thought this was love, right? And this this constant yearning, it's so exciting, even though he's never really here. But anyway, after that, I remember thinking, if I don't find a better way to do this thing called life, because I've bust my butt reading self-help books, being positive, being smart, trying to be helpful, it is not working. I am not creating the friendships that I want. I'm not creating the man that I want. I mean, I'm okay in my, you know, I was working in a bank, it's fine. But I said, if this is it, I'm leaving. I don't see any point in staying on planet Earth if I can't fix myself. And I've tried so hard. I'm just going to, so I basically went on a quest. I said, I've read my last self-help book. I'm sick of it. This is not working. Um, and it went the other way. And to, to make a long story short, I met a couple of medicine people. These are people in the medicine, well, not, not medical, uh, energy medicine, spiritual medicine. They were medicine uh, people in the traditional sense. And they said, Adele, are you aware of what you don't see, your feminine essence is totally disconnected. You are very intuitive psychic. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to hear it. Like, this is too weird. Don't talk to me about such things. It was really hard. So I was kicking and screaming, but I started saying, well, if this doesn't work, nothing will. And I'm just going to you know, leave this planet. So I started doing this very deep work and I didn't tell anyone in my corporate work. I was really afraid people would find out because mm. they find uh, you, you may know in corporate perception is reality right. of, of, you know, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners can relate to this, you know? And, and so I was, I was very protective of not letting people know I was doing this work because I was afraid they would think I was crazy. You know, banking is very conservative. I was working with a lot of men, you know, whatever. And then along the way, as I started to, open up to these, you know, seeing lights around people and pe seeing people's auras and stuff like that. Clients started showing up saying, can you help me with this pain in my shoulder? I'm like, well, yeah. And so I had this big wall and I never wanted these two universes to collide. I did not see how that was possible. I said, this could be a toxic combination. And I know you've got people in your audience that feel this way. Mm -hmm. I know it. They've always felt a deep, connection to life that can't be articulated in an intellectual way. It's felt through the body. It's, it's the sensuality. It's the creativity. It's the inspiration. It's the intuition. What do I do with all this when I'm running my corporate whatever? Or, or maybe they're trying to now create a business helping people. and They're having trouble harnessing that. That's, that's the second group of people I help because since I've been so successful, uh, earning a living doing this way. Now I had a whole bunch of people that would like to earn, you know, successful businesses, coaches. I'm like, great, come on in. So anyway, that these two worlds eventually collided, and I did. There was not a nuclear meltdown like I thought. I, I was I was not run out of town. People finally said, "Oh my gosh, it's about time that these two worlds came together," and that's what I take a stand for now that there has to be a way, wouldn't you agree, that more people can be who the heck they are, doing what they want to do, and not waiting another day, not waiting for the right time. Because I'm like, for a lot of people, their only strategy for getting through life right now is a four-letter word. It's called hope. Mm -hmm. There's another four-letter word. It's called wait. So if there's not a map, if, there, if you don't have a mentor, 
you're just going to hope things get better by reading more books. Not, I'm not, I read a lot of books. It's, but the problem, if, if it could be intellectually fixed, it would have, you know? Right. And that's why your, your podcast is so important. Oh, thank your you. Your message to the world, because people are going to hear something through your, their vo through your voice. And it's good because it's very intimate, you know, it's not like reading a quick clip on the internet. That's why I love podcasts. We can go deep and, right. and, and share each other's stories, like your stories. And uh, what I find interesting is that you were told at a very young age to stop that, to stop, stop being who you are. Absolutely. And, and, and I don't fix yourself. Yeah. And I don't think this is not about bashing my family. That's what you do when you love people. You know, you try to advise them. Well, if you've got a problem, let's set a goal. It's a very linear, logical model. And, oh, I, I don't want you to get hurt. You, you shouldn't talk about such things like lights around people. What would people think? Just So it wasn't like any parents on this planet, for those of your people in the audience who are parents, I doubt very much anyone's out there telling their kids, don't be yourself. It's usually out of love, right? It's usually out of wanting to protect people, wanting to guide people a certain way. But if you as a parent haven't been allowed to bloom or you had no idea, or it's kind of hard to pass that along. So mm -hmm. that's what I love about what's happening now. So many people on this podcast are opening. That's exciting. It, it's, it bodes well for the next generation and the next. Absolutely. Would you agree? Yeah. I so I think that I think that there is this um, this need in us to find who we are as people and align that with what we do in the world. And a lot of people are on search for that. And there's Very a whole nice. other camp of folks that are like, that's life is life. This, this, is, is, what this is what we do. This, this is what, what it is. is. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And I think this has to do with the spiritual evolution that's going on. Uh, do you want me to yap on that sure. for a second? Okay. So sure. once upon a time, hundreds of years ago, um, most of us were probably born poor, you know, probably slaving away to survive on maybe in Europe, you worked on a potato farm or in parts of Asia. I mean, poverty was the way of the world. There might be a few people at the top, kings, queens, pharaohs and all that, that had all the money, but everybody else was just trying to survive. And so the spiritual path became, there is no way I can get out of being a potato farmer. It doesn't matter how hard I pray or how positive I am or how many affirmations I run. My spiritual path to create as much meaning as I can in my life, which is what we're all trying to do, it's one of surrender to what is. It's one of acceptance. I've accepted what is here so that I can try to uh, make the best of it. Cause I don't have a lot of choice. I, my dad, it was a potato farmer. I'm a potato farmer, three, four, five generations in my family. We're probably going to be potato farmers serving this King. And so I think that the consciousness at that time when people prayed was I'm surrendering to what is, I cannot change my circumstances. That like that serenity prayer. There was an awareness you can't do anything about these things. If the black plague comes through or whatever, we do the best we can. The, the, the number of choices were very limited. 
Now, fast forward a, a few hundred, you know, 500 years or a thousand years or whatever it is. Now it's the complete opposite. We have too many choices. So basic survival is no longer the main problem. It's like, well, no one's ever taught me to, to go within of what I want. You know, maybe the generation before me was like, get a job, pay the bills. You're doing pretty good. You know, factory work. Who cares about if you actually like what you do, you raise a family. I mean, that was seen as very honorable work. And it was. But now the world is changing so quickly. Wouldn't you agree? Mm -hmm. And people are saying, now I have the possibility of doing something that I want. Maybe my daddy couldn't way back into the potato farmer days of survival. You know, women weren't allowed. I mean, there were a lot of restrictions. And now more and more choice that we have the opposite stress. Wouldn't you agree? Too many options. Well, what do I really want? No one's ever asked me. My own parents never asked me what I wanted to do other than, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, when, when, when Johnny's five, I want to be an astronaut like that, not like that, but all right, now you've reached a point in life. What lights you up at 90%? I'm, I'm sure if folks aren't listening to this podcast, there's a sense of, I don't really know. I mean, I, I kind of do, but then there's a feeling of, oh, that's a fantasy, um, and here's my thought. When I work with clients, I'm very interested in tapping into this, this, this essence of the being, the person. Because right now, if you read a bunch of books or you listen to career coaches, like that kind of linear model, people think purpose is a job. People think, oh, am I supposed to be a dog groomer? Am I supposed to be a scientist or a teacher? And so they're doing all these tests like, what is it? What color is your parachute? I think that's one. It's a career thing, right? Oh, you score this way. Those can be helpful. But what I tell folks is I am more interested in finding this, this quality in you that can be poured into a lot of different forms. So, you know, if it's creativity, for example, I'm sure there are folks listening on this podcast that feel this dying, or that they're dying to express creativity. It's a very human thing. Robots don't do it. So if you're creative out there, let's talk. So this creativity is not allowed to be expressed the way you want. So for example, I had a client uh, the other day, high level, I don't know what she did, some hospital or whatever, um, looks great on the outside, but on the inside, she was just bored. Why? Because she didn't have a way to express this creativity. And then the question was, what kind of creativity is it? Do you enjoy speaking? Do you enjoy motivating? Do you, is it the written word? Do you like, do you groove on videos? Do you want to be on stage? Is it art? Is it, or do you have the ability to look at a room and just imagine colors? Because I've had corporate clients, they can walk into any room and they go, oh my God, they can see the potential in blank walls, you know, they have that ability. It didn't have to be worked on, it, they came in that way. And then the question is, if there was a way to use some of that, now I'm not saying you have to leave your corporate job unless you want to, but clearly this quality doesn't have any outlet right now. What would happen if we found a way? No, I don't have time. You know, so I, then I got to fight through the exhaustion. I'm like, you are exhausted because of this, 
not being able to be expressed because the mind is going to say, when do I have time to do that? I'm working 70 hours, you know, can you relate? Can you? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very excited about helping people tap into that excitement. Who, who the heck are you? And it keeps changing. So what you thought last year is different than this year. I mean, there's a theme, but um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know. I just pretty much like did a big yeah, but you can tell I'm very excited about what I do with clients because it's about, it's not just, oh, what do you do for a living? But how can this world be more fulfilled? It's it, There's a ripple effect as women for your children, uh, a better fulfilling relationship. Because if it's not, if the sensuality in the body is not on fire, because I work with a lot of the feminine essence, it's going to be difficult for you on the dating scene. Or maybe the, the spark in your marriage is a little off because what happens is you got feminine essence here, you got masculine essence here. There, it's, it's a pattern of energy preference. It has nothing to do with makeup and stuff like that. But what is happening in our culture is people are sort of meet, meeting in the middle because they don't know. We need the polarity, everyone. doesn't matter if you're gay, bi, it's not preference, sexual preference. It's how you like to express your, your energy. There's a pattern. And if it's not allowed to express and it's fully, or, oh, women, you don't want to be one of those women, and it just sort of becomes neutral, nobody's happy in that realm. Hmm. And this is something that's not, you know, people are like, oh, does that mean you're not? Is, I'm not talking about PC stuff. I'm talking about preference with women because in a good relationship, you want the polarity and you want commonality. If you only have the polarity, it's a hot mess. If you only have common values and goals, it's more like a friendship. And so for the full blown everything to run, we need both, right? And so when people are working with me, they're coming out of corporate and they're flat. I'm very curious, what's it like in your personal world? Like, are you feeling the spark anywhere? And it doesn't necessarily have to be coming from a partner. Where is the spark of you? Like, what gets you excited? You know, because it's from the same part of the house, that, that excitement in the body, the, the feminine energy, feminine essence. So that's why I'm a, I'm a licensed, you know, there's a feminine presence. There are many different kinds of ways of working with the feminine energy. I'm licensed, licensed in those and I wrap that in to my work. How do you use your intuitiveness? Yeah, you know, this is one of those things that I have found if I'm teaching intuition, I really want people to stop looking so hard. Uh, what happens is people start squinting and, or, or do you mean like aura reading or maybe I should understand what oh. you're asking? But okay. Like how do you use your intuitiveness in your work? Oh my gosh. It is my work. Um, you know, when I'm, when I'm with people, for example, I may not remember everything I said in this podcast later because I didn't really think anything out. I'm sort of hearing into the moment. The intuition is very, very present time right now, right now. And the more we can be, have the mind be quiet and to quiet the mind, you got to turn on the, the, the sexual energy. This is a, an energy body uh, thing, but I won't, it just means that the more quiet you are inside, 
the easier it is for all this stuff to pour in. It's not like we go out looking for intuition. In fact, a lot of people try way too hard, you know, and they get a headache that they're trying to be intuitive. I'm like, that is the antithesis of intuition. That's just you trying to make sense of things, right? Like, oh, I'm reading the tea leaves like that. Does this mean this? Does that mean that? That's when people get a little wrapped around of what intuition is. Intuition happens in a flash. It also happens easily. Like it, you don't have to think so hard. It just bam. And what I tell all my clients is it'll take some work for you to discern the difference between a flash idea that your brain, ooh, I think I'm going to go be an astronaut, right? Like that. I know my purpose, right? Versus intuition that has a deep, it, it feels different in the body. So in my work with clients, this is what takes time. Because in the beginning, most people think they're intuition, they're being intuitive. It's usually some aspect of their mind running it. Maybe it's like a mental thing slightly higher in vibration. It's still the ego. It just it gets dressed up a little bit, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, but intuition has a different feel. And so I invite everyone, if you're curious about this, you know, send me a message or whatever. We can talk about this. But it requires a stillness. And you got to use your bot a little bit. Is this my mind coming up with a shiny object? Or is this something that I'm really called to do in the moment? And that's what I do with my clients. So they can start trusting their intuition. Because right now, I think what happens, people go, well, yesterday, my guidance told me to do this. And today, like they, 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 they're scared to trust their intuition. Mm. And so this does take some mentoring. And in my experience, it's not something you can just do by yourself. As I mean, you can. It'll be slower. But my work is all about expediting this for people. And I get good results. They, you know, it's like if you've got one lifetime, why not invest your energy and time in, in something that matters? If this really matters for you, spend your time, energy, and money on that, right? But what happens is people tend to wait, if you know what I mean. Like, they're like, eh. I'm like, that's why you're stressed, right? It's, it becomes this, I'm waiting for the right time, but it's never the right time because I'm waiting. So you need a crazy person like me to just sort of give you some juice and then people go oh yeah now is the time I'm like, it, it always is you there's never a better time for you you know oh after the kids this after i get like that's the mind doing what it does and that's exactly why you're stressed mm, because now's a good time now is now the right time. A good time. it's a great time to listen to jacqueline's podcast it's a great time to be curious to this crazy energy medicine woman talking to you in your ear and just Pinging like, what would be possible now? Not after the pandemic, not after the election. Like people will do that because it's a way to sort of stay safe from having to make a decision. I'm like, fail faster. Just just give it up. Just, just know you're going to screw up. But you know what? Get it over with sooner than later. Oh, I want to be perfect. Well, you know, done is better than perfect. I'm sure you've heard that before. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and the, so it's all about, you know, just try a little bit, get excited. Yeah. Wow. Don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. It does. It makes sense. Um, how 
how do you incorporate your aura reading? Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of something more, a little bit more unique to what I do. Um, For example, I have a lot of coaches that are mentoring with me. Uh, They, they came to me as clients, a typical path. Someone is in corporate. She hates her job. Her marriage is blowing up and she feels horrible. She doesn't feel beautiful as a woman. She doesn't feel sexy. She's just blah and looks okay on the outside, but on the inside, she goes home. It's like, oh my God, another day tomorrow, right? Mm. And so she comes in and she says, I don't even know why I'm here. And I'm like, don't worry. I do, because I, I, the first thing I do is I sketch what I'm seeing. And that's when I turn on what I used to do when I was little. And then, so we do some work. She starts to bloom fairly quickly. And it's, uh, it's exhilarating. And then what happens is, as she starts doing all these things that we're talking about, which is an awakening, and I'm giving her some, just try this, try this. There's some, some energetic things that I do with all my clients that can speed this whole thing up faster. She starts getting psychic. All of my clients. I'm like, yeah, because this is a friggin' natural. Like, it's not like I'm teaching you to be psychic, but you just are when this opens. So then the intuition to your question can be blended with whatever the heck you're doing, whether it's coaching. um, Like, for example, you can only see, like you asked about auras. You can only see, my opinion is you can only see as much as you're aware of in your own aura. I don't know if that makes sense, but it means like you can't really take people deeper than where you've gone yourself. I think a lot of coaches understand that. Right. And so since I had 12 years of depression and I tried and I was doing a lot of inner work, I got to understand my aura pretty well. I was doing a lot of work. I had no interest in working on other people. No, you know, I was just trying to fix myself. And so by the time I started sitting with people, uh, it was pretty clean. What by, by that I meant, I had the ability to look at someone else with less distortion because, because if you don't know, if you haven't done your own work, every reading you do of someone else is going to be impacted by your own lens. Now, Hey, everyone's got a lens. I would never say that I have a perfect one. There, there's no psychic reader on the planet who has a completely clean lens. I don't care who they are. We're human. We're human, but you will be more accurate than just, going off on and imagining what you're seeing. So many of my clients, as we start working, they sit across from me on Zoom or in my office and they say, Adele, for some reason, I see purple around you. I'm like, welcome to my world. It just naturally happens. They start seeing things with their eyes because the energy starts flowing. We did not have to run energy through the body. We did not have to do any intense shamanic work but this is the natural state. And when I got more comfortable with that, it's like sauce. It goes on everything. It's, it, it works at with clients. It works with my marriage. It's just constantly running. And my clients experience that too. They freak out. The first time they're sitting there or on Zoom, Adele, I see lights around you. I'm like, welcome to my world. This is normal. And they're like, really? So this is what I want for everyone. This is so natural. And, you know, it's, Jacqueline, it's not like everyone's going to see the same colors around the same people. 
You know, you you may see green around me and someone else sees purple. It doesn't matter. It's it's how you saw my energy. So green to you might mean something different than green to me. This is an inexact science, but what matters is what what does what you're perceiving mean to you? And that's why I'm not so interested in books that say purple means this, yellow means that. It's like depends on who's writing the book and who's reading it. So, so what is our auras? What is it? Yeah, it's an energy field. Um, anything that's living has um, life force, meaning it's alive, right? Like, for example, you could look at inanimate objects. They have energy too. But I don't really see, I don't personally see a lot of lights around like the cell phone. Technically, it has energy in it. But I'm not particular for some reason. I'm, I've never been interested in looking at um, objects. I'm more interested in anything that's alive. That's that. That's the way other people may be different, but people things that are living have energy of respiration of of um, oxygen. They, they there's an energy of being alive. You know, moving an arm or even breathing, and the the cells emit a little bit of a, a charge. That's how they communicate with each other. You know, things flowing through. And in the aura, I would say, like when I look for me about six, seven, sometimes eight inches off the body is where I'll see what's closest to the body. So for example, if someone came to me and had a inflammation, um, and sometimes since half of my work's through Zoom anyway, I don't have to be in the same room. In fact, some people don't even want to be on camera. I could just sit on the phone. So it, it's not, I don't have to be in the room. I'm just looking at someone and I can see, but it's always nice to right. be on Zoom. I mean, it's pleasant, right? And if they're in my office, I can just like, if she's sitting there and I'm sitting here and she's pointing to her elbow, I'm just doing on my elbow. In awe, right there. There's it. It, uh, it has a different uh, temperature. It can be a bulge. It can feel hot. That's what how I perceive inflammation. Mm. Um, and what happens with a lot of my clients is their bodies are so stressed from what's going on at work that I don't start with the body. You know, for like the typical client who hates her job and wants to do something meaningful and has migraines, she might, she might come in saying, Adele, I've got migraines. Can you help me with migraines? I won't even bother looking at her head because that is not the first place I would start. I could, you know, when I first started working with uh, clients 15 years ago, that's where I'd start. Oh, you got a headache. I got to work on your head. But then you have to keep doing it and keep doing it. Because the problem is at a soul level that she can't sleep. She hates her boss so much and she's fighting with her husband. So until some of that is worked through, the migraines just keep coming back. Hmm. So I have been very successful in getting people off these weird migraine meds and antidepressants. But I always say, I'm not a physician. You are the client. You will let me know you'll just start using it less if you don't need it and do it under the care of a physician. Cause some of these meds, you can't just stop. Right. It, right. Right. So I want what the best. So I'm often part of a team. 
of people. I want the best for you. I don't know anything about some of these meds. You need to work with someone who does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you, so you're always seeing people's auras. Are you, are you intuitive with what, so if you're just meeting someone, mm -hmm. are you constantly in a state of awareness and working? And well, it's, it's kind of a mixed answer. It's always kind of on, but I don't always do it intentionally. You know, if I'm at a restaurant with the waiter or, you know, some chance encounter. Yeah. It, I'm just as intuitive as you are, Jacqueline, you're, you're going to feel things with people, but there are times when I really want to be more intentional with a client, no distractions, and I'm just sitting and it takes a little bit of time. I can't do it in a split sec. I mean, I'm going to get some information, but you know, it's not like you want to go around reading everybody <laughs> who has the time for that, you know, but, and there are times that look, I'm tired. I, I really, I'm not in the mood. Like if I'm tired, I don't do very well. So I have learned to reduce my client load. So, because I used to see like 14 people a day. Wow, oh my God, that was crazy. You know, and and then I realized, you know, that Adele, that's not good for you. So now I'm, you know, I don't do that as much anymore. Mm. Well, and you're you're very busy. You're also an author. Can you tell people yes. about your book? Yes. Well, my book, folks, has absolutely nothing to do with what I do for a living, but it kind of does. Um I went into meditation and I thought, oh, I'm going to write this great book on spirituality and you getting what you want in your life. And the divine said, nope, we're sending you down a suspense thriller piece of fiction. I said, what? So my book is kind of like a Jason Bourne kind of thing. And it, it's thriller action and has on the surface, it has nothing to do with what I do. But then you tap into the personalities of the 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 protagonist and the antagonist then there's a lot of what i work with in terms of how people hide from themselves narcissism a little bit of sociopath stuff over empathizing oh my gosh taking on other people's problems like all that is wrapped into the characters because that's what i have worked on that's how i get my clients out of their mess faster so they can finally make the money they want, get the man they want, and get going with this thing called life. Mm. So, so the book they they said, they said the audience doesn't want to be lectured to. That's boring. There are enough self help books. Write a movie that is fun and exciting, and the characters are complex. So yeah, so the folks, you know, this is the working title. I don't know if I should even say it because I'm not going to say it just in case someone co-ops it, but yes, it's, it's almost done. Send me any, if you, if your folks want like an advanced copy or something, tell them to send me a DM or something. I haven't announced the launch yet, but um, it's, you'll see parts of our modern day dysfunction baked into this book including the pandemic, including, including our political problems with the election. Uh, these characters are in the soup of it. Mm. And, yeah. And in the midst of this, there's a life and death situation. So. Oh, wow. I'm doing. Yeah. And, and that in itself is back what you were saying in the beginning that you have 
um, you have the, all these different energies and abilities and essence, as you put it, that you're pouring into different. Yes. So your book exactly. doesn't have to be about your work. It can be no. something else. Who and wants to about me? I want to, I want to give I, people a fun experience and go to the movies someday and see yourself and go, Oh, that is how people used to heal. Back in the day, we would sit around campfires. The elders would tell stories. We didn't really have self-help stuff. It was learning was passed from elders to the next generation through storytelling. Mm. And it led the, the, the listener would make up their own conclusion about the lesson. It's different from academic learning, you know, which is more two plus two equals four like that. It's more, let me tell you a story. And the, the listener kind of goes, yeah, I, I, I can make up my own mind about the wisdom of this. That's better. It's also more fun. <laughs> and you yeah. are. And and I can't imagine you wanting to add another self-help book out on the market. So this makes not, perfect sense. To not me. me. I've read too many of them and they don't really work for me. That means I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying, how's that working for you? You know, um, one because thing that works amazing. They find the exact book. Uh, they they find the message that they need to hear. And it's all about, it's all, when you say choices and options, and that's exactly it. That yeah. Some of us, we go, all these options, all these choices, I don't know which one. And then sometimes we come encounter with a message, with a person, with a message, with a writing, and it's exactly the one we need. Exactly. There may be a book out there that just sings, speaks to your soul. This is something I want to just ask your audience, if that's all right. You'll know when you have met the right medicine, whether it's a person, a book, a retreat, whatever, when you feel expanded. So what I'm talking to is people who have read a lot of self-help books by the best. So they know a lot about forgiveness, about letting go. I need to, they're very positive in their thinking. And I'm like, great, you probably know more than I do. How's the heart feeling? Mm -hmm. If your heart is not happier, that stuff isn't working. So maybe try something else because what happens is people just keep reading more and they think by reading more concepts, it will heal the heart. I'm like, I think it's time to try something a little bit different. So like in my office or over Zoom around the world, I typically attract people who have already done a lot of reading, a lot of self-help. I mean, these are smart people. They know more than I do about how karma, past lives work, and they've studied the aura from an academic. Great. And if that was enough, they wouldn't still be hurting. So this is where knowledge is not as useful. And I'm very pragmatic. If that stuff works, great. If it doesn't, let's try something different. Sometimes it's a combination with the book and a humanoid. I do feel that a missing piece in a lot of people's journeys is contact with another human. And especially now we're, we're yeah. missing a lot of contact with I mean, other people humans. feel really isolated. I mean, yeah, it can be contact. We can do it through zoom um, phone. I'm saying there has, you, you cannot get through this life all by yourself. Mm hmm and improve yourself and think that that will create a joyous life. It, 
we were meant to connect deeply with humans. And some of us, like me, earlier on, didn't know how to do it. I was lonely, socially awkward. I was always the, the one that was not picked for the team or whatever. It was really bad. Mm. So, because I didn't know how to connect with people. I only knew how to talk at them. I was very nervous speaking, right? And so this this dance of being able to be more with people in the moment was invaluable. And that came from working with the right people. Mm. Well, and if anyone that is listening, um, this you are their message and they feel called to get in touch with you and work with you. How would they do that? Yeah, you can Google my name, Adele Wong, A-D-E-L-E-W-A-N-G. You can go to safehavenhealing.net. You can go to adelwong.com. Um, I really encourage, you know, I have no idea. We, we just have a conversation, you know, is this a fit? Because I've learned a long time ago that my clients pick me. I don't do a whole lot of marketing because it's almost like people know when it's a good fit. And so all I say is, let's have a chat. I have no idea. If I don't, if I don't think I can help you, I might know somebody who can get you on your way. If I do think I can help you, I'm going to ask questions to make sure I really understand. And then I might just, I might probe a little bit, you know, how long has this been happening? And so that I'm clear, is this someone I can help? And in my mind, I'm already creating a plan uh, because I, I want lasting results. All of my clients experience a permanent like there's nobody who just had a, a good day and, and went back to how things were. There, there's a permanent shift because I don't take people. I'm just, let's try an appointment here or there. You don't get good results. So if you've reached a point where, look, I really want to be on purpose with my life. I want to make a difference. I know I have so much more to bring to the world that I'm doing, but I don't know what that is. I'm worried about my job you know, especially in the middle of COVID, my dating sucks because I'm fighting and I always feel stuck in my head and my health, sometimes my health, let's have a conversation. So you can jump on my uh, website and book a time. And, uh, you know, I like to keep this very personal. I don't have a lot of complicated systems. If it's not a fit, I probably will know someone who could help you. If it's a fit, we'll talk about different ways I work. Sometimes I have things online. I have a upcoming, oh, for, for the ladies only, um, there's a Spark Your Feminine Presence class series that's starting in four days. If you want to know about that, send me a DM. Uh, we've got people from all around the world. It's a small, intimate group. Or I can put you on the waiting list for the next class. So a lot of ways to reach out to me. I'm on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. I mean, I am not hard to find. Okay. So I, I'm I'm very excited about connecting to people. I, I think you're I think what you're doing, Jacqueline, with your podcast is awesome. Thank you. Um, yes, I listen to some of them. I'm like, keep going. This is what it's about. You know, letting people know there are resources. I'm not for everyone, but somebody is. And so there are people listening to this podcast that are so happy. You're doing what you're doing. So I just want to give a shout out to Jacqueline, everybody. She's awesome. I feel very honored to have been part, a guest on your show. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure um, sitting down with you again because we had our pre-interview. And yeah. for anyone, the, all the links are in the show notes. They're also in the June episode guide. 
but yes, just a heartfelt thank you for taking thank time you. out of your morning. Oh, thanking the audience for taking time to spend time with you and me. I mean, time is the one thing we can't get back. Mm -hmm. So anytime people are tuning into a podcast when, when I'm the host or I'm on someone else's show, I just say to all of you out there, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because that's showing us what you value, that you found this podcast with Jacqueline and me useful. And we we want to add value. We want to we don't want to waste your time. We want to make this a great experience for you. So thank you so much for listening. It's a perfect way to end it. Thank you so much. Thank you to all the sponsors of the Ambry podcast. Without you guys, we couldn't keep bringing you shows week after week. Special shout out to our co-producers, Jay Beam and T Martin. You ladies are amazing and your support means the world to me. If you'd like to be a live audience member, you can find us at www.patreon.com forward slash Ambry. You'll get to see and hear all of the interviews before they hit the airwaves, get access to Q&A and bonus content from and with our guests. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.